Thanks, Nancy. I'm just going to reposition this candle. Not that you weren't listening, but let's just recap that story a bit. The, groom, the, bride's, uh, the bridegroom stands for Jesus. And the bridesmaids, and there are ten of them, are basically believers, followers of Jesus. Could be you, could be me. Represented the early Christians. The wedding banquet... Uh, where Jesus, where the bridegroom would arrive, represents the second coming of Christ or um, Judgment Day. Who gets into the kingdom and who is a part of the wedding feast? Dun, da, da. So there's a lot at stake. Well, it turns out that uh, for some reason the bridegroom is delayed in getting to the wedding banquet and the bridesmaids. Um, are waiting. And they fall asleep while they're waiting. Eventually, at midnight, <clears throat> can you imagine if you were waiting for at the wedding reception, waiting for the bride and groom if they took a little tour of town and they didn't get there till midnight? <laughs> it's a little late. You may not have stuck around then again, <clears throat> especially if you couldn't get in to the reception. Well, somebody says, the bridegroom's coming, the bridegroom's coming, the bridegroom's coming. And it says that uh, five of the bridesmaids were wise and five were foolish. The five who were wise had extra oil with them in case there was a delay and they were able to restock their lamps so that their lamps would be illumined throughout the wedding banquet. The five foolish ones, upon waking up, realized, oh my goodness, my lamp is going out and I have no oil to restock my lamp. It's just going to go out. <clears throat> so they turned to the bridesmaids who had extra oil and asked if they could have some of theirs and they were rejected. Sorry, there won't be enough for you and me both, so you better run into town and try to buy some oil for your lamps. So they do. The bridegroom comes. The five wise ones go into the wedding banquet. The door is closed. Eventually the five foolish ones, they show up. I don't know if they found a store open or not. Who knows? But they wanted to get in. But the door was shut. Lord, Lord, open. Uh, and the Lord said, I do not know you. And the door remained shut. Okay, a dark little note. What, what do we make of, of this parable? Well, first of all, um, as I mentioned, the wedding banquet itself symbolized the second coming of Christ. And the message here was obvious. To a group of people in the early church who believed that Christ was coming again to establish his reign and finally defeat all the powers of darkness and, and judge the world and, and have the best party anyone ever had, um, that that would come soon, probably in their lifetime. So people were expecting and waiting. The message here is, there's probably going to be a delay and a big one, so be ready for it. Now, chances are, for most of us today, we're not, we don't try to calculate too much or wonder when Christ is coming for the second coming. 
Um, quite a few lifetimes have come and gone since Jesus walked this earth. We kind of expect it won't be in our lifetime. That's me anyway, and probably you. Perhaps what catches our attention in this parable is something different. The fate of the hapless bridesmaids, the foolish ones, who don't seem to have deserved what they got, perhaps. How does judgment work? And who are we? Who are you? Are you wise or are you foolish? And the stakes seem rather high, don't they? <clears throat> now, immediately, well, the takeaway uh, or the clinching point might come at the end. And, and Nancy read the lesson and, and, and the words, um, Stay awake, therefore, for you know neither the hour nor the day. Stay awake. Okay, stay awake. Well, uh, obviously, the five wise bridesmaids... <laughs> They stayed awake, right? Did they? <laughs> no. They didn't stay awake. They're the wise ones, and even they didn't stay awake. All ten fell asleep, right? Somebody had to yell out, the, the, bridesmaids come, or the, the, the bridegroom's coming. And then they all woke up, but they were sleeping. So maybe it doesn't mean exactly what we think it means, something about being expectant and being ready. Um, well, I think the, the, the foolish ones were just as expectant, and they were just as ready uh, to receive the bridegroom as the others. Um, what's the difference between these two groups of bridesmaids? Well, perhaps you've already figured this out. Perhaps uh, staying awake me has something to do with the oil. Either you had extra oil or you did not. Aha! The wise ones had extra oil. The foolish ones did not. What, what does the oil stand for? This is a parable, so everything represents something else. Everything symbolizes something else. What does the oil represent? Just good planning so you don't run out of stuff? More than that. Oftentimes in the Jewish world, oil <clears throat> represented good works. A life that is synchronized and reflects what you believe. And for the Jews and the early Christians, um, good works would represent a life of compassion and mercy, and uh, ob obedience to the Ten Commandments, right? Something like that. So maybe that's what this means. So stay awake means have your life together, be consistent, so that you have good works that will uh, fuel the light and lamp of your life that will bear witness to those around you. Make sense? Okay. So, the five wise ones apparently <clears throat> did have their act together. They, they, were, they, they planned ahead. They were consistent. They had enough oil. So, symbolically, the, their works kept coming. Their good works. They didn't have any missteps. And the foolish ones did. So, which camp do you fall in? I'm going to be honest with you, I, I think I'm more like the foolish uh, bridesmaids, you know, and, and, and if you're thinking, oh great, the pastor is one of the foolish ones, then where, where am I going to end up if that's where the pastor is? Well, I'm trying to be honest here uh, about that, I, not that I don't sometimes do good works, but 
I'm the, the kind of guy who, uh, well, once when I was a youth director at a previous church and um, also the bus driver of our church bus at the same time on a ski retreat, I, uh, I let the bus run out of gas on our way from the ski hill back to the camp. That's how thoughtful and carefully I had planned ahead. Talk about running out of something. I took an endless amount of grief from my youth group for that one. In the dark, in the middle of the winter on a country road. Well, it's not just that I sometimes space out and don't plan stuff. My spiritual life is like that sometimes. A lot of the time, you know, your life gets, gets going and there's stuff flying every which way demands, and what gets crowded out of my life sometimes? Uh, my, my prayer life, my thoughtfulness. Just ask my wife. When I'm too busy and do, I'm not thoughtful. I forget about what's going on in people's lives. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of like those foolish bridesmaids. And I don't know where you are, but what if, what if, what if Christ comes back during one of those weeks when uh, you were more concerned about uh, catching up with uh, uh, House of Cards uh, than you were about loving your neighbor? Are you one of the foolish ones? As I live into this parable and kind of try it on and experience the boundaries and the characteristics and the terrain of this parable, here's, here's where I come to with this. I, I, need, um, I need help from uh, some of you. Um, I need bridesmaids, and it's okay, guys, you can be bridesmaids too. Um, it doesn't matter that there's 10. Will you be a bridesmaid? Angela's very shy, but she's going to take part in this. She's going to be the head bridesmaid, and this lamp will, will symbolize... Yeah, I think, it says, I think it says wise, at least for now. And uh, come on, yeah, come on up here. We, we just need a bunch of you. It won't, be, it won't be hard. Yeah, come on up. Just come on up. You don't have to raise your hand. Just come on up. Just come on up. Okay, some of you. I need some of you over on, on my side. Okay, yeah, all right, all right. Foolish bridesmaids, foolish bridesmaids, foolish bridesmaids. You're the, okay, you're, okay, come on, I'm just choose out. We just have to be roughly even, roughly even. Okay, so here we are, and okay, so somebody yell out, the bridegroom is coming, the bridegroom is coming. Oh, Okay, we were just sleeping. We were sleeping. So, okay, we better turn our lamps on. Okay, is the lamp on? Yes. Oh, barely. Do you guys got extra batteries? I don't either. It's going to burn it's going to burn out. Oh, look at the size of that battery. Okay, see if it works. Yeah, see if it works. Probably It's probably already spent. The world waits. Okay, let's see. Oh, which one is brighter? I, that's not a bad idea. Just hang with that thought for a second. So, okay, so I guess you guys are, that's the Christ candle. 
I guess go and stand behind the Christ candle. That's where you're going. Because the bridegroom, you're, you're going in. Okay, what do we do? What do we do? Well, that's not what it says in the parable, does it? No, it doesn't. Were you here on Sunday? No, don't. Get over here. You're one of the foolish ones for now. Okay, here's my question. Here's my question for you. As I live in this parable, what makes the foolish ones foolish? Is it that they didn't have enough oil and that they no longer were able to light their lamps? I don't think so. I think what made them fools is instead of going to the wedding banquet where the light was and where the feast is, and it's right there, you can see where it is, and he already knows where to go, they said, we better wander into town and try to find a store open to get some batteries. <laughs> this is what made them foolish. They walked away from the light of Christ, the real light, the one that matters, trying to stoke up their paltry little lamps that we carry in our lives. With all due respect, it's paltry compared to that one. And so, what's your name? Sam. Sam. Sam had it right. Let's not be fools. Okay, so our little lamps ran out of light. You know what we're doing? And this is going to happen in your life all the time. It's not about your little light. Call an audible in the parable. Go to the real light, the light of Christ. You're invited. All ten were invited. You're invited, so go there. And here we are. And so, this is the light that we want to light our lives and fuel the lamps of our life, not what we can muster on our own, this light. Is that pretty cool? See, you guys made it. We're not fools after all. Yeah! Well, we are and we aren't. Maybe the good news is whether you're a fool or not, just go to the light. Okay, no, 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 none of that. Okay, will you guys pray with me? Okay, let's, let's have a prayer. Um, Lord, thank you that uh, your light shines more brightly than any of ours and that your light is the light of life. Lord, help us to stay close to that light, especially when our own lights grow dim. Help us to turn to that light, draw from that light, and let that light reflect in our lives. Amen. Thanks for coming up, you guys. Good job.